Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught Tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word DRUMMER, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-482-0167. Again, text DRUMMER to 833-482-0167 for your free drum lesson. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast. This is Nick LaMagna. It is Sunday morning. I'm knocking this out prior to the episode with the Salty Veteran Podcast host, John Conlon. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing a little bit of solo stuff on the midweek that's a little bit shorter, just for some updated topics on what's going on with real estate and different things I think are interesting that people get some value from because some of the guests that I've booked, are um, they're getting pretty backlogged. So um, trying to switch things up a little bit because sometimes the topics are not relevant anymore by the time it comes out because I got a little crazy overbooking during the uh, initial lockdown. I tried to squirrel a bunch of episodes away. So those will still be coming out. Um, this week we have two. We're going to continue to have two. Um, Wednesday or Thursday will be a little bit of a shorter one and hopefully uh, people start to like it a little bit. So um, today we actually have John Conn coming on. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about is definitely the the idea that the idea of trying new things. So I'm a big believer in not regretting things. It's always been a big thing that pushes me. So there's a lot of things I've done over the course of my lifetime that I didn't really think were weird or risky at any time because the old you are you surround yourself with the people that I have been around were always doing the same thing. So when I was younger. When I played guitar, I was in a band. And when we were in the band, we started, um, you know, practicing, rehearsing, covering our favorite punk songs and things like that. And then we wound up playing shows and then eventually actually wound up playing the Warp Tour. And, um, you know, then I got into fitness and I got into lifting weights and I started powerlifting and I got pretty good at that. And then decided I wanted to start boxing. And then I got into boxing and started boxing a lot. And then I started doing... Um, you know, some amateur boxing fights, then I got into kickboxing, then I got into jiu-jitsu, had some jiu-jitsu matches, had some MMA matches, got into real estate, started buying houses, started buying apartment buildings. Now I'm doing land developments. And I feel the whole point or essence of this podcast is not necessarily real estate, but just finding something to do that you want to do your best at. And, and the whole bringing your A-game thing, it doesn't necessarily have to be a money thing. It's, you know, my partner always says, whether you're, you're flipping houses, you and toilets as long as you're bringing your a-game to everything you do people are going to notice that people are going to respect that and i recently had a conversation with somebody and uh 
they were saying how everybody brings less than their best to everything they do. And it's a bunch of people who feel they deserve more and aren't willing to work for what they have. And that's kind of the way I feel about it is, is you get to the next thing by doing the shit out of whatever it is you're doing. So I didn't realize it until I think I was talking to Mark O'Connell about it. And when I got my black belt in jiu-jitsu, he said, you know what? You really do the shit out of everything you do. And that was important to me because that's really what it is. Regardless of whether or not you find success, okay, I didn't become a rock star, but you know, I get to look back and have some cool stories and say that I did that and I did it at a high level and I had and I didn't have regrets and I literally did it until I could do it. And okay, I never became a world championship boxer or anything like that, but that really wasn't what, what it was. All of that was things to just take it to the next level. And, and I like the way you have bite-sized goals. You know, you want to play a scale and you want to play a chord and they're teaching you how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. And then you're happy to just play some of the rhythm of a song. And then eventually you want to play a solo and then eventually you want to get into a band and then you want to play a show in front of people. And things just start to, to get bigger and bigger. And, and you look back and you see all the things you've done and you don't realize what you've accomplished or what you've done until you go back and you tell somebody. And I remember I was talking to this guy Earl and he was like, man, you've like played in bands, you've fought, you travel the world, you've flipped houses, you did a podcast, you do public speaking for all these people. You've done a lot of things in your life. And I just never really thought about it because when I was playing in bands, all my friends were playing in bands. It wasn't weird. It didn't seem like a big deal. It seemed like what everybody did. If I went to most of the people that are at jujitsu, it's not a big deal. It's not a weird thing for them. Everybody you know, fights and competes and does all those things. And friends, you know, the, the bulk of my day is talking to people about deals we're working on, deals we're trying to put together, deals we've done. It's just a day in the life of, of what you do because that's who you surround yourself with. So whether it's, you know, cooking or painting or, or any of those things, I feel like all is part of the journey and part of your personal growth. And, and what inspired me to actually start talking about this was on the episode you're about to hear with John Collin, he talks about how he started getting into real estate it didn't really seem to be the thing that stuck for him. And that is okay. I know a lot of people that start real estate that go, you know what, this isn't for me. And for, you know, people that have taken my real estate class, I start out saying, this might not be for everybody. That's okay. If you're not passionate about it, if you don't really have the drive, if you don't want it that bad, it's going to be tough and you're probably going to quit just like you will with anything. You know, some people go into a jujitsu gym because they're scared that they're not going to be the strongest or the best or the toughest person in there. And as soon as you accept, definitely not. And you just go in there and you try and get better every day. You start to see that progression. That's what starts momentum. So it's the same thing with real estate. And what I want to do with this podcast in general is not necessarily inspire people to go out and flip houses, but I want them to find something that they're passionate about. I want them to they're, they're waking up early for, that they're staying up late for, that they're putting in weekends for, that no matter what, on those days that it's hard, they want it so bad that they're not going to quit because whatever that passion is, that's the thing that's going to bring you that sense of achievement. And that sense of achievement isn't necessarily going to be the thing that makes you, you know, doing cartwheels all over or being happy. But what I found is those small victories start to give you confidence in other areas of your life. And it starts to help you find maybe the thing that you are really passionate about. And that's what I've always found interesting about real estate. And that's one of the things that I really like talking to people from different places in life, because I initially wanted this to be just a real estate podcast. And then I realized that a lot of these real estate podcasts are all the same, same people, same guests, same stuff. I wanted to bring in some fresh perspectives from other people that are doing something different that's giving them some achievements but not giving them fulfillments so that way they can go after their fulfillments. Meaning, let's say 
I don't love real estate, but I love maybe doing a podcast full time or I want to open a jujitsu school. I just want to travel. That's the thing that would bring me happiness and fulfill me. Hanging out with my dog, hanging out with my parents, doing jujitsu, hanging out with my friends in New York. That could be real estate is the thing that I achieve success in that gives me the ability to go do the things that really creates fulfillment for me and makes me happy. And I never really understood the separation of the two. But like John's saying, he's, he, you'll hear him talk about how he wants to go into some other things. That could be the thing that he goes, you know what, this is what my passion is. And maybe he goes back and he says, okay, real estate, I can, I can rent this house out. I can make some money to get my bills covered. And then I can go chase the thing that I really love that really makes me happy. So real estate doesn't make everybody happy. If you a lot of the, the guests that I talk to and you're on a lot of these groups and you see on social media, People are trying to quit every day. Every day the sky's falling. There's somebody doing something dirty. There's some deals falling apart. It gets very stressful. But when the deal comes through and you get that yes and you get that check, it becomes a great day. And then you get to go out and you get a little bit of a load off your shoulders and you get a little bit of breathing room. And now you get to go focus a little bit more on doing a podcast or looking into your side business or planning a trip with your family or something like that. And, and those are the things that real estate really is the vehicle that allows you to have the freedom to go after what your real passion is. This doesn't have to be your passion, but I want to help people find that. And, um, you know, recently somebody asked my mission statement. I told them I want to help ordinary people achieve extraordinary things. That's all it is. I want people to understand that there's a better thing out there. And I've always been a quality of life person. So it was never about becoming a multi, multi, multi-millionaire or some dude with shiny toys. I never really cared about that. It was always about how do I make enough money to cover all my expenses, to be able to just do whatever the hell I want and not have to really worry about that. That's always been the goal. It was always about quality of life. And then obviously things, things start to change a little bit. You pick up bigger deals, you have more expenses, there's more on the line, but that's really all I'm looking for. And even if you are making, let's say $75,000, $100,000 a year, and you did a few real estate deals, and those deals, you flip three homes, you do a bunch of assignments, and you bring in 50, 75, 100 grand, is that going to make you rich and change your life? Probably not. But if that supplements what you were doing on a 40-hour work week from nine to five, especially in some of these markets like Chicago or New York or DC or California, where you're dealing with traffic or trains for an hour or two back and forth every single day, a lot of people don't like the people that they're working with. And you're saying, look, I can make the same amount of money staying home, playing with my dog every day, hanging out on my computer, making some phone calls, sending some emails, and that allows me to open back Time to now go do things that I love and get back my quality of life and resurrect my my relationship with my spouse or my kids or you know it's it's money is a big thing it's a big stressor and time and all those other things are, are taking away from that so you know for me even just the commute of an hour hour and a half a day getting that back is, is huge so hopefully he finds that and that's the kind of thing that I, I want to inspire is don't be upset if you've tried things because I think what you're going to find is most entrepreneurs have all tried things, you know, they've sold soap, they've done all these MLMs, they've tried Amway, they've tried prepaid legal, they've tried real estate, they've tried stocks, they've been through a bunch of different courses. And, you know, sometimes it's the instructor, sometimes it's the time, sometimes it's not the right people, sometimes it's not the right fit. But I think once you start going down that path, you need to pay attention to it because that's telling me that you're looking for something better. You're looking for something more. You're looking for a change. So don't ignore that. Embrace that. And let's find out what that is. Is it real estate? Maybe I talk to people a lot. They go, look, I don't really love real estate. I don't really want to put the time into learning about what you do, but I have some money. You know, I'll take a HELOC. I'll throw you some money. 
you get me a return so you can put the time in because I have the money, I don't have the time. Or I have the time, I don't have the money, let's figure out how to put this together. But understand that this is a recipe and there's always a way to make a recipe that everybody wins. So you could be a passive investor, you can be a, an active investor, you could be a syndicator, you can, you can wholesale, you can flip, you can partner, you could, you could do all kinds of different things to be able to yourself some breathing room and either leverage your time by doing things that are going to make you extra money or leverage your money that are going to have you do things that are going to allow you to have more time. And the, the thing I think I heard that really put this into perspective for me was the example of Robin Williams. Somebody was talking about all the things that Robin Williams has achieved. He won awards. He's been in movies. He was a successful comedy guy. He was a, a TV star. He made people smile, made people laugh, and he achieved a lot in life. So professionally, success, absolutely. The guy was, you know, top notch. But saw his ending. He had a tra tragic ending. So he wasn't happy. He didn't have any of that personal fulfillment. I think Tony Robbins was maybe talking about this. But that made sense to me because it made me think of, you know, real estate doesn't have to be the thing that gives me fulfillment. It just has to be an achievement. And those achievements give you that pep in your step or that confidence that you start to tackle goals and you get to celebrate your wins and different things along those lines. And what I like about John is he talked about trying new things. And even if you try something new and it, you don't see it to the finish line or you don't complete it, or you decide it's not for you, you still experience some growth. You've learned, you've, you've put some, some more notches on your belt of things that you've tried. And that might show you another direction you want to go. Or you can check that off of, okay, I didn't like this about it, but what, what kind of things did I like? I didn't like driving around. I don't like cold calling people, but I like of maybe comping out houses or putting out offers. So maybe, filter is better for me, or maybe a different type of investing, maybe not wholesale, you know? So, you know, touching on that, you, you can be somebody who buys a deal from a wholesaler and you just take it and you fix it up and you give it to a real estate agent and they sell it for you if you don't like doing the cold calls and all those different things. So there's always a way to do it, but I think people come and they look for the answers of what do I do? What do I want? You know, what's, what's the best fit for me? And that's probably going to be a moving target as your goals change, as your your monetary constraints change. But one of my, my mentors, Lee, he says a lot, you, you learn what you want by learning what you don't want. And I think that's really what this comes down to is people hopefully listen to a podcast like this and they hear me or they hear a guest tell the story about, you know, starting out as typical somebody who just wasn't satisfied with their current situation. They weren't content. They weren't complacent. Maybe they were making good money, but they were working too hard for it. Maybe they weren't making enough money. Maybe their back was against the wall. They lost their job. They're about to lose their house. They had some crazy injury like I had that, that forced you to make a change. And I think when those things happen, you start to go, okay, you know, this is relating to me. I want something more in life. I have to do something. And that's the first step. And then you go, well, what do I do? And maybe you listen to this and you go, well, okay, let, let me start looking at real estate. What's the best thing I can do in real estate? That's when you need to have a conversation and figure out what are your options? You know, there's wholesaling, there's flipping, there's apartments, there's rentals, there's the syndicator, there's raising money, there's being a passive investor, there's all these different ways. And we can start to, to really go down those paths and you can say, well, I don't want to do this. I don't have this. I don't like this. I, this didn't work for me. And as you start to go through and just start to take the steps instead of sitting still and wondering and analyzing and over-researching and reading a million books and going on a million different websites and never actually doing anything, start taking small steps and doing those things to find out what do you like? What don't you like? What do you like? What don't you like? And you're that even after a month, if you maybe you didn't knock out a deal or maybe you didn't trade a stock or maybe you didn't, I don't know, 
tap out anybody if jujitsu or fitness or health was the thing that you were going after. You didn't lose all the pounds you want. You got to say, okay, this diet didn't work for me. I can't do this. I can't do intermittent fasting. And as you start to chip away at what you don't want, that's how you start to figure out what you do. And I know I've told this story before, but that was a, a really big moment for me when I realized that I, I was in Italy and I was talking to my aunt and she said, man, you really have kind of come into your own and out a lot of things. And I said, I really, I still can't tell you what I want or what I need or, or what my real goal is. Like, all I can tell you is I know what I don't want and I don't want this and I don't want to work with these types of people and I don't want to be in these types of environments and I don't want to do this anymore. And you start to scratch that away. So for some of my people that are listening to this, that are maybe already doing some sort of investing, some type of real estate, you know, stock guys. Okay. I don't want to do day trading. I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day. Okay. Well, maybe you do like stocks. Let's start to go down that path and figure that out. Real estate guys, you know, maybe you, you started doing these things and, and you go, okay, well, what works for me? Okay. I tried a little bit of pay-per-click. I tried a little bit of calling lists and cold calling. I did a little bit of social media stuff. I did some direct mail. Okay. That's when you have to start to look at what are you getting on the return there? Maybe you spent a bunch of money on direct mail, nothing came back. Okay. So maybe in your specific market, that's not really working for you, but then you got a bunch of calls back from text messages or, or ringless voicemails or cold calls okay, you know what? This is something that's working for me. So I know I don't want to spend a bunch of money on direct mail anymore that's not coming in in my specific market. I'm getting better results here. Do I like this or do I not like this? It's, it's making me money. It's getting me leads. But I don't like calling the people. I don't like getting on the phone. I don't like my, my assistant. She's great at starting the relationship. She doesn't really like closing the deal. Okay, now we can figure out that she's an opener and either I can come in and close it or I can give it to a salesperson. They can come in and be my closer or you can hire a VA. I have somebody in the Philippines that literally takes my lists and for a very cheap amount of money, they will call those lists and talk to those people and cold call them and find out if they're even interested at all in selling their house in the next 30, 60, 90 days. And I don't have to walk around with a headset on and have a thousand people tell me to go eat shit every single day because they think I'm a telemarketer. That's part of what I don't like. So great. I can still use that as something that can make me money. I can just delegate it or outsource it or hire it out to somebody that's doing that because I know I don't like it, but I know it makes me money. I focus on what I do like, which is talking to more people. Mark Evans always says one to many. This is a good thing for me because I get to talk to one to many. I get to do one episode, two episodes a month, I'm sorry, a week. And then it gets to go out to a lot of different people. So I don't have to have a hundred different calls. I can have people listen to this and start to have them think, what are they interested in? What do they want to talk to me about? And then they'll write to me, text me, email me. And then we'll start to have that discussion of what, what's your position? What type of returns are you getting? And you know, now with quarantine, I've knocked out a lot of things that were bogging me down and I have more time to really focus on helping other people figure out what they want because I'm a huge believer and you have to help yourself first. So I do talk to a lot of people that go, you know what? I, I want to help my family. I want to help my community. I want to do all these different things and help all these people. And that's great. And I said, well, what is your position right now? Are you happy? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? Are, are you in a place that you're doing what you love and making what you love and living how you, how you want? Okay. You're not awesome. So let's figure out how do we help you first? It's like the, the planes. They said, you know what? You, you need to put your gas mask on first. You don't put it on your kid first. You don't put it on the next person. You put yours on first and you save yourself. So then you can save other people. And I felt like that was a mistake that I first made when I started was I really wanted to help all these people. And instead of going around and telling all these people how I was going to help them and asking them how I can help them and telling everybody about what I was going to do and having everybody roll their eyes or laugh at me or snicker or, or whatever, nobody's going to believe me or listen to me until I can actually show them what I've done. The way that I can help other people in my life is by helping myself. So 
it's a little backwards, but you have to get a little bit selfish sometimes to be selfless, if that makes sense at all. So I know that sounds like some, some uh, crappy, um, you know, mindset, rah-rah stuff, but it's, it's the truth at the end of the day. You know, if, if that's really what you're pushing for is you want to have a better life for your kids or your parents or your family, that's the kind of stuff that gets you up. That's the kind of thing why when deals are falling apart, I'm staying up all weekend and, and getting up early and staying up late and putting the time in instead of going out and hanging out and drinking by the pool. I'm trying to get these deals done because I know that the time I'm putting in now is going to help get me so much more free time later for my family or something they need down the line or, or for myself. And when you have that figure out really what you're doing all for, and you start to really narrow it down to this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I'm going to hire out. You start to really get a lot more precise on that path of you should be doing every day, maybe what your partner should be doing every day and really where you thrive and where you excel and where you feel good. And, and you'll push to get that done when it's hard and you won't give up on the end. And, you know, I know I said it a million times, but Matt Sarah in his gym in Long Island, it says right on the wall, a black belt is just a white belt that never quit. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, you're starting out, you're taking lumps and you're, you're going to have a lot of failure in anything you're doing, anything that's starting out new. When you first started to walk, you were falling down a lot. When you first started to ride a bike, you probably took some lumps. When you first got into jujitsu or started running, I remember when I started lifting weights and I, I was working out with my good friend, Billy Schwanneman. Shout out to Billy Schwanneman. He's a huge tank of a guy. And he took me down to On Track Fitness in Baldwin, New York. And I was trying to bench press and I literally couldn't balance the bar. And I was like, man, I'll never be able to balance this bar. I don't even know how people do it. And I forgot that that was even a thing, trying to balance the bar. You couldn't even hold it straight. And he just looked at me, sure you can. Okay. And just his confidence, the fact that, okay, I guess everybody starts out like that. And then all of a sudden you look back years later and you're benching 315 or whatever it is. And that's what happens. It starts to come with those little steps. So I failed by missing my max. I, I couldn't bench 200. I couldn't bench 200. I couldn't bench 200. And then I could. And then your new goal becomes 225. And I couldn't get an offer accepted. I couldn't get an offer accepted. I couldn't get an offer accepted on a house. And then I got one. Okay. And then fell through out of contract. Now I'm bummed again. And now I failed again. But I learned a lot during that process of what not to do, how not to act. And then it helped me get through the second one a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And then one finally went through and then you flip it and you make money and then you do two at a time and then you go to a little bit of a bigger deal. And same thing. I just, um, again, this whole talking on my own instead of interviewing somebody is a little bit new. So I'm just trying to put my thoughts together, but I, I did want to jump on and just start to do these. And I'll have a little bit more of a precise topic every month, but for this particular one, I just thought it was something to start to address because see that he's not my normal guest in the fact that he gave some of the technical advice of real estate, but you'll see how his story ended a little bit. It doesn't mean he can't go back, but he's looking for something different. And that's what I love. And now he's getting on his podcast and he's talking to other people and you're going to start to see, I bet things start to come up that inspire him to start to really figure, feel what he does want to go down, what he does want to do. Maybe it is comedy. Maybe it is just the podcast. Maybe he finds a way to just monetize the podcast or maybe he talks to a couple of real estate guys and he finds another strategy to, to flip them or a way to bring more money in. And he goes back and he uses the experience he already had. And it's, it's going to be a little bit like riding a bike. It'll just become quicker. So I just love the growth in it because there was no sense of failure. There was trying new things and going out there, even the military. You know, when I first started texting him, he was telling me about these crazy places he's been and 
name in these crazy places all across the world that he was on these camps or doing these missions. And he was like, man, I had a beer and a pizza at this place. I had a beer and a pizza at this place. And something as basic as having a beer and a pizza, when you put that into perspective of where he is and where he was in his life and who he was doing that with, and he's out with the military, you look back and you just tell somebody, hey, to me, I was just having a bunch of pizza with my buddies at work. But you talk to somebody else and they look back and they go, man, look at all these amazing things you've done. And just the experience and the growth of going through and doing those things and having that life experience, I, I think it's huge. You know, I, I was talking to you guys over here, the JT Torres um, interview is going to be coming out soon. And he's a, a world champion grappler. I believe he's ranked number one. And when he starts to talk about things, he said when he was younger, he felt like he didn't have the the life experience to, to be able to come and give advice or coach other people. And then we started saying, look at all the things you've done. Like you've lived lifetimes in this amount of time and yeah, you failed at some stuff and, but you know, you, you get tapped out and you, you have those failures and you just keep moving forward. So again, if you got nothing else from this, I want you to start to do is just think about why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you listening to any podcasts? What, what's, what is it that you're, you're looking for? Are you looking for, a better quality of life? Are you looking for more money? Are you looking for something to just change up the monotony of what you're doing? Do you need something new? Are you looking for something new for your brain, something to keep you more excited, something that you can do with your family, something that you want to give to your kids or your wife to do? Maybe they're home during quarantine. Maybe you lost your job. But why are you here? What do you want? And so let's start to think about is it money? Is it time? Is it quality of life? And is it real estate? If it's not real estate, what are some other things we can do to start to get you that time back, get you that quality of life back, get you that money back, and then start to think about, you know, what are you good at? What do you like? Do you like talking to people? Do you hate talking to people? Because we're in a, a time right now that you can use social media and social media is something that you literally don't have to be Mr. Social Butterfly or Mrs. Social Butterfly. You can jump on Facebook. You can do email jump on Instagram, you can make posts, you can do Facebook ads with little whiteboards and cartoons and things like that and start to get things coming through. And there's so many connections and contacts for whatever it is that you're interested in. There's a bunch of people around you that are black belts in that, that have Facebook groups or communities or LinkedIn pages or websites or weekly calls or Zoom sessions that can help you start to figure out where you should start, what you should focus on. And then it's going to be up to you to put the work in and to not quit when things feel like you're getting discouraged or you're getting tough. So, you know, the, if you don't quit, you can't fail is the essence of this entire 30 minute rant I'm giving because really that's what it comes down to is I quit almost every week in real estate for an hour or for a minute or for a day. I get frustrated. I shut my computer. I go out for a run and I go, man, forget this. I'm not doing this anymore. Like I'm sick of this. I'm sick of these deals. And, blah, blah. and then an hour later you go, you know, I'm over it. I had my little temper tantrum. I stopped my feet. I ate a cookie. I had a drink. I looked at a picture of my dog. I watched MTV's The State, whatever it is. Okay. Now I got to get back to business because I got to put my big boy pants on. And this is what I signed up for. This is what I do. So, you know, firefighters, I talked to a couple of my buddies and they were like, you know, we get to hang out and talk to girls outside the firehouse and people bring us food and they cheer when they see us and people buy us free drinks and it's all great. But we also have to run into burning buildings. And sometimes we run in and we look around and my one friend was like, man, I looked around and I just said, I have no business being in here. Like, what the hell am I doing? What did I sign up for? And it's just part of it. It's not always the good and the bad, but you, you have to weigh that out that what you're doing, what you're committing to the benefits of what you're going to get out of that. If you're willing to put the time and if you're willing to stick it out, if you're willing to ask for help and have a good experience, you are going to fail a lot. You're going to 
have a lot of negativity. You're going to have a lot of people that tell you you're crazy. But at the end of the day, you're going to be able to look back and say, I'm my best. And to me, nothing stings more than regret. I would rather get up to the plate, strike out every time. and know that I got up and I, I tried and I swung the bat and maybe I failed and maybe I realized that wasn't for me. Or maybe I could do it better. But, you know, I told the story about me fighting the Golden Gloves a bunch of times. I was being told by the guy who was coaching me at the time, like, hey, you shouldn't do it. You're going to get your ass kicked. But to me, that whatever 12 minute fight or, you know, 15 minutes total, whatever it was for that boxing match, it was something I wanted to do for over a decade. And it was the last year I could do it. So to me, even if I went in and completely embarrassed myself and I got knocked out in 30 seconds and, you know, I was humiliated and that sucked or I just took a straight up beating for 12 minutes. As bad as that 12 minutes would have felt, it would never have felt as bad as if I didn't try, didn't see if I was capable of making it through that training camp, to see if I was capable of making weight, didn't see if I was capable of sitting in that locker room the morning before and sitting there during the day and just trying to figure out who am I going to fight and everybody looking at me like I was a, you know, a, a piece of meat they were just going to beat. So, uh, you know, and you sit around and can you get through all that? And then you glove up and you get in there and can I get in there? Can I get in the ring? Can I do this? Can I fight? Like what happens if I do? How would I have done? The regret of not knowing and knowing that I gave up on myself and I let something like fear or insecurity or wondering what other people were going to think stop me from doing that is the kind of thing that as shitty as that 12 minutes would have been lost and got my ass kicked. I got to live the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years knowing that I quit on myself and I failed and I let something that I really wanted to experience and do just not happen because of some weird thing in my head or some fear. And that regret is something that you can never get back. So it's basically all I want to say is if you guys are here and you're listening for something, let's figure out what that something is and let's understand that it's going to be scary. It's going to be hard, but do what John Collins doing. Just start having new experiences. Get out there. Try new things. And let's figure out what is it that you like? What is it that you want to do? What is it that's going to bring you achievement? What is it that's going to bring you fulfillment? And then let's start to go after an understanding that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun all the time. But that's what this is. It's, it's doing the things you don't want to do. Just doing them anyway. Because you understand that that's how you're going to get to the finish line. That's how you're going to have success. That's how you're going to bring those wins. And, you know, you black belt by sitting on the couch i didn't get to be talking on this podcast and have all this real estate experience by not getting up there and just making mistakes and, and putting myself out there and, and just going after it and you know the experience at the end as long as you look back and you say i tried this at the end of your life it's very noted look up things on google look up things all these articles about the end of people's lives they never sit there and go these are the things i regret doing most of them go these are the things i regret that i never did Hopefully, there's something out there that inspires you to bring your A-game to everything you do. Let's figure out what that is. And as you start to go up every task every day, just get up and bring your A-game to that task. And you're going to start to see that the path will start to show itself. You'll start to see what you're liking, what you're good at. And that's going to start to pop up in other people when they see that you're doing something different. You're trying something different. And you're bringing your best to it with whatever it is you do. Other successful are going to smell that on you and they're going to start to bring you along for their ride because it really is something that you, you start to attract other people that have that same mindset. And when you're known as somebody who does what they say and they get shit done and they're a hard worker and they're reliable, you're going to see that a lot of doors open for you. So if you don't quit, you can't fail. Hope this was helpful. 
I will start to do more of these. Again, I rambled a little bit. I apologize. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go with it. But I also want to thank everybody for listening because we officially in April became a top ranked podcast on iTunes for entrepreneurs. We were, I believe, um, in the top 150. And there's I don't know how many entrepreneur ones, but on iTunes, I mean, you're talking seven, 800,000 podcasts. So that was really cool to see that we're starting to get some notoriety and I don't attribute to anything I do. There's been amazing guests who gave really great information and I just want to thank them all for the, the time that they gave to put in to tell their story and to give back and help out a little bit and to all the great people that have been uh, spreading the word and subscribing, sharing and posting and you know even the people that have been writing stupid stuff um thank you too i guess uh there's no such thing as bad press but i really appreciate everybody listening to uh to me do this and ramble it was very uncomfortable for me to get out there and start doing this podcast but i get a lot of really positive feedback from it and people say that they really enjoy the interviews and i've gotten some really cool stories of people being inspired by some of the guests or some of the things i've said so i'm just hoping to get it out there and um i can't always give all my time to to every single person that wants to know about real estate or, or what I'm doing or how they can work with us. So I'm hoping that this starts to really bridge that gap and open the door. And I hope that some of the people that I don't get to talk to as much as I'd like, listen to this, you know, a couple of times a month and get to hear me talk and maybe I drop their name and, um, you know, they feel like we're hanging out or connecting because I, I do miss all my people during this quarantine. I do miss all my friends in New York. I'm not really getting to do much. And uh, there's a lot of really great people out there that this podcast allows me to stay in connection with they will listen to it and shoot me a text. So I'm here. I love talking to people. If um, you guys haven't heard from me for a while, give me a call, shoot me a text, send me a message. Let's catch up and let me know anything I could do as far as topics on these solo episodes. I can easily go into 30 minutes on pretty much anything. So um, shoot me a message on it or go to podcast at nicknicknick.com. Um, also, nicknicknick.com slash links gets all your social media. It will also get you all the ways you can listen to this podcast. If you guys could please share that. And our ebook is officially www.nicknicknick.com. You can get a free ebook, which is how the coronavirus has changed the real estate market. Everything investors need to know right now. Thank you very much. And let's welcome my guest, the host of the Salty Veteran Podcast. John Conlon will be with us for the next 30 to 40 minutes. He was a great guest. He's got a great voice for radio. Uh, I love that he reached out to me and I got to make a new connection with somebody. Check out his podcast, get on the site and look at um, the show notes for his social media and the ways you can subscribe to his podcast and start to follow him. And I will be talking to you guys next week with some great episodes. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Uh, great UFC card last night. Amazing fight with uh, a lot of good finishes. Dustin Poirier and Dan, the hangman hooker, was an amazing fight. If you guys didn't get to watch it, go check it out. And uh, I will see everybody soon. All right. My guest today on the A-Game podcast is John Conlon. He is a Navy veteran, and he is the host of the Salty Veteran podcast. On today to talk to us about some, uh, some military stuff, some goal-setting stuff, some state-of-the-world things that we were talking and uh, and we're going to talk about some real estate too. So I want to welcome you and thank you for being on the podcast today. I will let you do a, uh, a quick introduction for yourself, my friend. Hey, Nick. Thanks very much. Uh, so yeah, I am John. I'm the host of the Salty Veteran Podcast. Uh, you can find that on uh, the internet. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, that good stuff. Uh, I think I'm still waiting on Anchor. It seems like a pain in the ass to get into, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where you can find it. Uh, I have a lot of vets on, um, usually it, you know, we just start rambling about politics and, uh, what's going on in the day-to-day -day life. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the podcast. And, uh, 
it's it's been fun so far. It's it's been interesting to get different vets on that have contacted me, some entrepreneurs and some, you know, guys that just want to promote, you know, different things. So you had a guy that had a clothing company, you had a, a different guy that had uh, like a series of children's books and like children's games. He was trying to market to the public schools and things like that. So it's 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 been an interesting uh, experience. That's cool, man. Uh, you have a great voice for it too. You got a great radio voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's pretty- thank you very much. It's very, very soothing. It's very nice. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah you... Isn't it cool, though? Like, when I first started doing podcasting, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go or what I wanted to do or who I wanted to talk to. But I, I found that almost everybody is interesting. You know, like, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those weird things that even when there's stuff that you're not really sure where it's going to go, you start to, as you talk, find out really cool, interesting things and backstories. And there's jobs people had and specialties people have that I didn't even know were things, you know, and like, this is all that person does. And it's been pretty cool. Have you found that it's helping you um, just learn more about life or grow or, you know, expand a lot of your horizons or a lot of your interests? Yeah, I mean, it it, it definitely has, um, you know, to, to have people on that are, you know, that are getting into, you know, like developing games for children that are trying to market to public schools. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not a child, you know, it's not really my, my thing, but um I completely get like that that drive to kind of do something, you know, to to help the community or to to do whatever, to, you know, uh, start your own business, that type of thing. So um it's kind of uh pushed me to to look at d- doing different things, you know, trying to figure out where I can make money. You know, I'd love to be on Shark Tank. I just don't know what to invent. You know, it's my biggest problem. <laughs> um yeah, it's it it sucks, right? Like uh but but uh, I, we were doing, um, you know, we talked about um, driving for dollars and trying to break into some type of real estate game for, for a little bit too. And man, that's hard. That is hard to do. It's much easier to, uh, to create your own podcast and ramble on about whatever, you know, types of crap you want to talk about, uh, the, you know, then go, you know, find someone who wants to sell a house and try and get it for under value and, you know, fix it up and then get someone who's going to flip it. So um, you know, that, that is difficult, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been motivating to get out and kind of try to try to do different things and, um, and just have different people on. That's cool, man. So I know you started out as a military guy. Thank you for your service. Thanks for the support. Definitely. I'm a big fan of military guys. I was telling you, uh, one of my best friends, I try and give him a shout out, uh, Johnny Ubags. He unfortunately passed away. Marine, great guy. And then, um, over time, one of my business partners was a Marine and I've met a lot of just really great military people. So I love the discipline and the camaraderie and, and all the things you guys do. I've met some amazing military people yourself. So I always love talking to them because again, as I was saying, I really like introducing or in- interviewing entrepreneurs. And I found that entrepreneurial type people that have come from the military background are so used to following systems and just, they know they have the discipline to just follow a system and get up and do the work. And I found that they're, they're very good. They, that engineer type brain mixed with that of just, I just do this and I do it over and over again until I hit that success. Because if I vary from it, that could be my life or somebody else's life on the line. I think really translates well into the business world and the entrepreneurial world. So it sounds like you've been doing a bunch of different things. Obviously doing a podcast is partly entrepreneurial, but um, talk a little bit about how you found the military. I know you were in the Navy. Um, it looked like you do uh, avionics tech. Uh, you said you walked on um, F-18s and Super Hornets. You've been all over the yeah. world, Bahrain, Dubai, Israel, Greece. Um, looks like you had some pizza and beers at some pretty interesting places. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about some of your life experience and how you found the the military and and what it did for you. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I, I went into the Navy. Um, I was a was a late bloomer, as they say. I was just really bored with civilian life. 
um, and needed something different. And I figured, you know, if, if I'm not going to, if, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So I decided to go in and uh, I was older, you know, I was 28 years old and I was like, yeah, this will be good because I'm older than I'll be older than the 18 to 24 year olds that go in, you know, that time frame. So I'll have like a leg up. Um, and you know, you still end up sweeping the shit off the floor because you're, you know, the lowest ranking person in the shop. Um, you know, even at like 28 years old, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I joined and, uh, the ship I was assigned to was the, uh, George HW Bush CVN 77 out of Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, I was assigned to a squadron, you know, that was on that, uh, air wing that was on that ship. <clears throat> so they, they were out, they already deployed. And uh, I flew out to the ship. They were about a month into their, their deployment. And I hopped a, uh, a MAC flight, which is basically like a glor- 757 or whatever. We went across the world, ended up in Bahrain, and uh, had to spend the night in Bahrain, which is not, I wouldn't say, you know, to go there if you had a, a choice of a place to go. is not really, you know, there's not a lot going on. Um, but uh, it's still a fun city, still a cool atmosphere. So we, we hopped a cod the next day to, to fly out there. And it was like a three-hour flight. And for those who don't know what a cod is, it's a carrier onboard delivery aircraft. There's uh, two uh, twin propellers. And it's basically made to transport personnel and like mail and a bunch of crap out to the boat. So you get in this thing and there's like two little windows that are like, I'd say eight inches, you know, oval shaped very small on either side the port and starboard side of the aircraft so you can't if you're not next to it you can't see out at all and you're facing backwards so it's a completely different experience and the whole thing like leaks so when you're in the air i don't think they can go over like twelve thousand feet because i don't think they can pressurize because the clouds were like coming into the aircraft i at one point i remember kind of poking on uh, this guy's shoulder who was in front of me he was like a p8 pilot and uh, he was going out to the ship to be a shooter uh, to launch aircrafts off the boat. And uh, I kind of pointed down to the smoke and he looked down, he looked, he, he was facing forward, so he can't talk to me. He just gave me his thumbs up, like we're all good. So um, it was an interesting experience. And then we hit the, uh, you know, you, you hit the flight pattern to get into the ship and it's doing all these crazy maneuvers. Uh, you're diving down low and all this crap. It, it was really interesting. And then you, you know, you hit that wire, they give you a, a hand signal, they rotate their finger up in the air and they yell out carrier. Uh, when they're about to land because you can't you can't see shit like i said you're just sitting there bouncing around in this aircraft uh, and then we hit the wire and that was my first experience on the carrier but uh it's an interesting life to be out there to go from you know living in the um living in new hampshire working a you know kind of a insurance job to the next <laughs> thing i know i'm i'm walking out the back of a cod onto an aircraft carrier which is like off the coast of pakistan it's like 115 degrees out just reeks of jet fuel so it was, uh, yeah, it was that, that, that intro to the Navy was pretty fun, but, um, yeah, I mean, it went on a couple of deployments, went on two, uh, two deployments and, um, man, I just saw some cool places and, and, and did some, did some really cool stuff. Uh, especially that first cruise, it was just, uh, a very interesting experience to get out there. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So now what type of uh, lessons did you learn from the military that have helped you carry into life as you start to venture into being an entrepreneur and a podcast host as far as just, you know, any types of things? I know you said you've tried a couple of different things, but, um, you know, what, what do you think from that to translate back into life as you got out of the military to help you in business? Well, I mean, and not just only in business, but I think just in general, like, you know, not being, um, or, or I should say being the guy who will step up and say, you know what, I'll, 
I'll cover for your weekend, you know, on duty type call thing. Uh, you know, the past two jobs I had since the military, now the one I have now, you know, we have on-call statuses where, you know, you might have to cover a weekend if something, you know, a disaster strikes. If I work at a medical university now. So if there's some type of a spill or an incident where you have to go in, you know, you're on call. So w- one thing I, I learned was, you know, j- just to kind of step up and, and, do the do the stuff that you may not want to do, but it's going to benefit somebody else. Um, just to be able to, so they can count on you. You know, if that if that makes sense. Um, you know, and and I've just tried to carry that over, just to to get in and 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 do your job and like and and work as hard as you can. You know, to get the job done. Uh, if you have to stay late, you stay late. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You just just do what you can to to get the job done and help other people. Um, entrepreneurship wise, I mean. I, you know, I started the podcast when I was in the Navy. I've, I've always listened to like talk radio. Uh, I've never really been big into like driving around listening to music. It was always talk radio. I used to listen to Opie and Anthony on uh, WBCN I, you know, lived, when I lived up in Massachusetts. Um, you know, then they went to Satellite and you get into like Ron and Fez on Satellite and all these different great shows that are on. And uh, just a lot of a lot of talk radio that I, I grew up listening to. So starting a podcast was one of those things where it was always kind of in the back of my mind. But in the military, you just had so many other great, you know, stories and people that wanted to kind of get involved to talk about different things. And, um, you know, it's very it's more interesting, I think, it, yeah, at least from what I've you know had um, some of the guys that have been in the military, their stories are, are definitely more interesting, maybe more entertaining, you know, than having uh, someone on who's just, you know, you know, authored a book or something like that, which is also entertaining, but you know, they may not be as funny or whatever. So um, yeah. And then the real estate thing too. I mean, that was just something uh, that a, uh, a girl I used to work with and another guy, you know, uh, the guy was involved with heavily and he was flipping houses. He was uh, wholesaling houses, what he was doing. So you buy a property for, you know, basically under its value plus the amount of work you got to put into it. You, you know, and you, you flip it to the guy who's going to invest all the money to sell it. Um, so he kind of talked us into it a little bit and we, we got involved with that. And the next thing you know, we're driving around like planting signs in the, you know, on the side of the road in these really sketchy areas and, uh, um, (laughs) making, making cold calls to people. So it was, uh, it was a fun experience, but, um, yeah, I never, never made, uh, never made any money with it, but definitely learned some new experiences just to get out there and try something new and to do something new. I think that was uh, probably one of the bigger things the military taught me as well. Just going into the military with something new, coming out and doing something new after. I love that, man. You know, I always respect people that go out there and just roll the dice or give something a go because I'm a big believer in regret being the worst thing ever. I'd rather go out and try something and fail than wonder what could have happened if I didn't do it, you know? And, and people always ask, like a lot of the things that I've fallen into in life haven't been me saying this is what I want to do. It's been a little bit of roulette about me going out there and getting things done and doing things and trying things and cutting off the things that I realized I didn't want to do or didn't work for me. And then just by process of elimination, you fall into that. So, you know, again, real estate's not for everybody, but I like that you said, you know what, this is something I'm interested. I'm going to go try it. And that lesson that you mentioned to me is exactly what epitomizes my podcast is, you know, just bring your A game for you know, my, my partner, Nicole, always talks about it. She's like, look, what, whether you're flipping houses, scrubbing toilets, the president, you know, anybody, whatever it is you do, no matter how big or how small that job is, you do the shit out of that job and you bring your A game to everything. Like how you do the small right. stuff is how you do the big stuff. And that's really what will eventually lead you to success. It's just, it's not an accident. It's you always getting the job done no matter 
mistakes. And there's so many people in life that I come across that just don't do that. They, they look for ways to do the bare minimum or to delegate something out or to take any of the responsibility off of them. So just that thing that you just said, you've learned about, hey, you know, a cover for people, taking care of people and, and getting the job done no matter what it takes. I feel like that is exactly what success is. And as soon as you find the thing that you want, if it, you know, maybe it, it is another version of real estate, that's your, right. you, that same attitude and that same worth, I think is going to, what's going to find you success and why you're going to be successful in it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree, you know, as well. And, and even just being at work, you know, if there's not much going on, I, you know, I, I'm not the type of person who's just going to sit back and kind of be like, yeah, I don't have much going on today. I'm just going to kind of really coast through this day. Like I have to try and be doing something, you know, to, to get something done. Like I like, I like seeing, you know, the start of something like getting in and like seeing the middle of what you're working on and then the finished products. Like that's really what I, I like to see. Um, I, there's, there's a lot of the things I would love to do too, man, but I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really gotten involved in it. Like I'd love to do stand up comedy. Um, I, Me too. I, yeah, yeah. I would, I would love to do, I took a course actually when I was in Virginia beach, there was a comedian up there who taught like a, like a comedy course. And, uh, I don't know, it was supposed to be like two months long and I ended up going from like the first four, four times or so. Um, you know, I could have powered through it, but I was also, I think I was working like day check and it was just miserable like to go do these a couple times a week and uh but it was actually really fun you know they've kind of forced you to write a couple of different bits and stuff like that and go up in front of the the people on a stage and go through it and uh, i thought they were funny and like some of the people were like i don't you know get what he's talking about right now but um you know it doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't stop doing it i'd, I'd, I'd love to get back out and try it again um but you know it's just not something that i that i have done so um yeah, I, I have found that what I, I do want to accomplish a lot of different things. I find it's very difficult to like pin down what I want to do and like go do it. You know, I kind of spread my, you know, thought processes around and, you know, go into different areas instead of really just focusing on one thing and like nailing it to the best I can. I kind of fan out, you know, like you would if you're <laughs> shooting, shooting your shotgun, it just kind of flies everywhere. So Yes, stand-up comedy is interesting. You mentioned, too, listening to uh, Open Anthony, um, one of my friends and uh, my, I guess my sensei, Matt the Terracera, hosts a uh, UFC Unfiltered podcast with Jim Norton. Oh, really? Big on, uh, you know, he was always yeah. on there. So I was actually on their podcast once, and it was cool to meet him because I've been listening to him forever. And I grew up Schumer. You know, we used to hang out a lot when we were younger. And um, some of my other friends are doing stand-up, too. And the thing that surprised me when I started going to see some of my friends do stand-up is the ones that were doing it weren't really people that I would have found funny. Like they're never the people that you would have been like, yeah, that was a class clown in high school, but all of them were extremely intelligent. They were some of the smarter kids. Yeah. And I was like, man, and that's what made me really look at it. And, and you know, now that I look at it through that lens, I realize like how intelligent you have to be. It's not getting up there and telling jokes. And the same way I love like with this, the fact that, you know, with real estate, you Got to go out, call people, have people hang up the phone, tell you to go screw yourself. You know, jujitsu, you got to get tapped out. Podcasts, you have to do a bunch of episodes that nobody's going to listen to. Um, you know, the, those comedians go months and months and months before it gets to where we see it. They're playing rooms with jokes that suck until they get them to be funny with people oh, yeah. not laughing at their shit. And I respect years. that, you know? It could be, it could be years yeah. of them doing that, you know? And it was like, it was one of those things like, oh, I would really like to get into it. But it's like, you know, if you really do get into it and throw yourself into it and you're like, I'm all into comedy, you got to be prepared to like sleep on a couch, you know, like give up <laughs> what, 
everything, all the nice things you have, like that 55, that 50 incher that's mounted on the wall right there in front of your, you know, your beautiful couch over the fireplace that goes away. You know, you're living on a, on a, you know, a fake leather couch now, buddy. And some, some of your friends have two other guys, um, you know, so it takes a long time to get up to that point. You know, all those guys, Norton and Bill Burr and, you know, Patrice O'Neill was hilarious, you know, the rest in peace to him. But, um, man, those guys, they just, they struggle. They put in all the years and, you know, Bill Burr is a great example. Like that guy, you know, he, he really, man, he just kind of blew up out of, um, out of nowhere. I think ONA actually had a lot to help with him with that, but, uh, yeah, the, the comedians, man, they, they really put a lot into it. Um, yeah, and you're right, same thing with real estate. you got to go around and just, you know, we'd spend hours of our time driving around or like looking for houses and marking down addresses and then looking up phone numbers and trying to call them and then sending out mailers to get no response. You know, you're, you know, you're waiting for that one response. I think the, uh, the, um, the average is about sending about $1,500 worth of mailers to get a hit that might lead you to a potential, you know, sale. And you may only net about $10,000 or something, but um, yeah, it might not happen either. You may put out more money. So I don't know. That yeah. is an interesting experience, but yeah, comedy, uh, comedy. I'd love to get into it. And Shark Tank. I definitely want to get on Shark Tank. I just got to figure out something. I don't know what that is. Yet. Yeah, yeah maybe dude, get something and I'll hook you up. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly yeah. with Kevin Harrington. I'll put it in a good word. Oh, good. Please. <laughs> yeah. Please do. So it's, it's interesting, too, because what you said about how Bill Burr just kind of blew up. I love listening to their stories about how all those guys that are the A-list comedians right now, they all tell stories about like, yeah, when me and Bill and Robbie Kelly were all living together and, and Jim was living with this guy and that guy was living with that guy and like everybody, yeah. it was like five guys making no money doing stand-up, living in a two-bedroom apartment, like just eating shit every night and they're all huge now, you know, and that, it's all yeah. the same type of thing and i'm finding the same thing in the real estate game all the guys tend i talked to talk with one of my buddies today and we were just like taping down floors at real estate conferences 12 years ago and he's doing this huge um education company now and making all this money and he was talking to me and we were just it's crazy you know you just kind of come up and do stuff but it, it's yeah. it, it's that process of people a lot of people quit when things get tough. Now, now there's a difference between it, maybe it's not for you. So I do want to hear a little bit on the real estate side, because for me, what I love is figuring out something that you love to do and figuring out a way to uh, almost stabilize that dream. So like you said, hey, if I want to do stand-up comedy, but I'm going to have to get used to giving up my lifestyle, that's what always attracted me to real estate is I went, hey, you know what, if I ever want to do stand-up comedy or be an actor or just go, you know, try and be an amateur fighter or whatever, I'm sure. good because the real estate, you know, that was like my goal for it is like, I can do the real estate and if I don't love it, it can fund me the time to go do whatever I love. So mm -hmm. um, what, what initially turns you on to real estate? If you guys are getting anything from the podcast and some of the great knowledge and tips that the guests are sharing, please take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or any of your platforms with some stars and some comments, helping spread the promotion and spread some visibility for the podcast, for the guests and for the knowledge so we can continue to do this. It'd only take a minute. I appreciate it. If you guys could take the time, it would go a very, very long way. Again, leave a review on iTunes, start to share, start to spread the word. I really would appreciate it if you're getting anything out of this. Thank you. Um, it was something new, you know, it was, a, it was, it was a different thing. I've, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, get involved more with investing. Um, you know, I finally bought my first, uh, house down here in, uh, South Carolina. 
Uh, it's nice. as a potential investment property in the future. It's a, it's a townhouse about 10 minutes to downtown Charleston. So um, it's, there's good, you know, there's a good chance that I'll end up being able to keep this and rent it out in the future, buy something else. So, you know, in order to get maybe to that other house or to something else that I want to do, you know, maybe I want to focus a little bit on comedy or something else, right. Uh, to have a little bit of extra money. Um, I would need to, you know, get, get more money from, from doing something else and, and why not get involved with real estate um, and trying to play that, play that game a little bit and, and, you know, see what it's like. So um, the other thing that drew me to it as well is, you know, in a weird way, you know, it, it, it's not the most amazing thing to say, Hey, look, I know your house is worth 250,000 when it's fixed, but I'll pay you about 110 right now because I did some research and found that you're not paying your utility bills. That's the hard thing to tell somebody, but the way you have to spin it and, and, and it is the right way to spin it is look, you need money, right? your house needs to be fixed up. It can be worth this. I'm willing to pay you this. Do you want to do it to get out of all the debt that you have, even though you're not going to, you know, walk away from a profit in this house, you know, to the homeowner, um, you know, you are, you are helping them in a way, but you have to, you know, then, then you got to close it. You got to find these people. You got to have them not think that you're some type of ass, you know, just trying to get a bunch of money from them. So um, that was the challenging part of it. And that's kind of also what turned me on to it. It was, it wasn't something I'd done before. So it wasn't going to be very easy, but it was something to kind of plug along into and like get more involved with and, and just learn about, you know, and, and if you succeed, you succeed. And if you don't, then uh, it was another experience in life that you kind of learned. And, uh, and maybe you can do it better next time if you, if you, you get back into it, or maybe you get your real estate license next time and, you know, do some stuff, legit real estate, quote unquote, instead of just wholesaling and flipping, you know, work on the weekends and do, and do actual real estate uh, as, as a, you know, as, you know, an individual under some broker or something. So sure. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what turned, turned me on into it. And I don't know, it was, it was a good experience. I, I, I wish I would have made money though, but. Um, well, you I, quit I as long as you I don't. Know. Yeah. That's well, true. you know, it, that, yeah. That's what it is, man. It's, it's, it's literally, it's feast or famine. Like I didn't close anything for the last, I don't know, a month or so. And then I got a deal closed two days ago. And then I got another one on a contract that's going to close in about 30 days. It's going to net me a lot of money and another one that a contract came in on today. Yeah. And then I might not close anything again for another month or two. And you know, it is, it's just like anything else, you know, I'm making the cold calls, but when you get those people on the phone, exactly like you said, what getting the job done at all costs, yeah. A lot of people want to take the easy way out. So that old cliche of, are you willing to do something other people won't? When you right. talk to that homeowner and you explain to them, like, look, you can do this. You know, you can go get a hard money loan. You could talk to friends or family for raising some capital and you can put a new kitchen in and you can catch up on your bills and you can catch up on the mortgage and you can list this with the realtor and you can get top dollar four, five, six, seven months from now. Or I can do that and I can just give you this money right now. And a lot of people are going to go, that's the easy, you know, pill. I don't actually have to diet. I just take a pill and I can fool myself into thinking that everything's going to be okay. If right. you're willing to put in that work, I won't. So, you know, it is. And again, it doesn't work for everybody, but those same people that tell you, no, I'm not interested. All of a sudden, most of the people that I know that are doing really well with wholesaling right now, it was the people that hung up on them and told them to go, you know, kick rocks four yeah. or five months ago. And then all of a sudden COVID happened and now they're calling yep. them back going, I didn't mean it. Like whatever you offer me, I'll take it. And now those yeah. same offers that they were going, you're crazy. we give you that. They're going, I know you offer me this, but I'll take even less than that. If you'll still pay me because now nobody's calling me. So, you know, it's, it's just keeping that, that, that momentum going and you'll get your yeses. You know, have you got a, it really is that businesses I've been told no more than anything. 
but I know that every time I get a no, I'm one more closer to yes. And I was literally just right before I talked to you, I, I was just having a conversation with David Faustino, Bud Bundy. And um, mm-hmm. we were talking about that, how like, it's the same thing. Like his, for me and you, it's, it's real estate. You know, you're cold calling people, they're telling you no. For right. guys like him, they're going on auditions every day and they're, they're not short enough. They're not tall enough. They're not white enough. They're not dark enough. They're not smart enough. They're not dumb enough. You know, it's, it's always the wrong thing. But at some point they're going to go, you're exactly what I was looking for. You know, and it's yeah. just, if you quit, before you get that, you never become the star of Married with Children. You never do these things. So it's just the same thing, man. But you got to right. just, you know, it's not always fun. But if it's something you want to do, you, you keep plugging away and you'll get them, man. You, you speak well. You got a great voice. You know, you're, you're articulate. You've been in the military. So you stand discipline and hard work. I think if you get Absolutely. back on that phone, you'll get some yeses. And once you get that first yes, yeah. literally you're everything in. changes after that first one, man. Everything is oh, crazy. Yeah. My first deal, yeah, I made fifteen hundred dollars, and I was like, "This is the best thing that ever happened." It took me forever to get that first deal, and then the next one happened like the next day, and I made ten grand on it because it's like the guy who broke the, the the mile record, you know, Roger Bannister, right. or whatever. The next day, everybody does it. You just got to break that seal, man, and then it'll be off and running. Yeah, but the, and then your name is out there too, right? So now you know you you've made the deal. You may have hooked up. You know, I'm assuming you're wholesale and you're not doing the actual you know, flip, but you're not investing I do 80, all of it. 100,000. Oh, you do? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've done yeah. Every, I do all aspects of real estate. Okay. All right. Well, very good. But yeah, as soon as you can get that, you know, that one deal closed where you can, you've got a buyer, you know, who's going to go in and put in the 80 to 100,000, whatever it's going to be, 50,000, you know, you've closed that deal. You've made them money. Now they're going to be calling you or you, you've got somebody that is, is going to be willing to come back to you, you know, to maybe work on other projects. Plus, you know, um, they can just spread the word about, oh yeah, well, this guy's closed with me, you know, three times in the last five months. He's a good guy. You know, if you need someone to give him a call, he might be, you know, so you just, your name starts rolling around out there in that, in that field, um, in that area. And that's how my, my other buddy who I used to work with, uh, he got involved, you know, he made that one deal and all of a sudden, boom, you know, he was, he was doing about 70,000, 80,000 a year, just wholesaling houses, not even flipping, just finding a house, getting all of his contractors because he had a ton of contracts that he worked with. And everyone started passing his name around. So he just started building up a Rolodex of contractors. You get one, one house where you think you can make, make some money and you blast out an email to 150 people and someone, you know, people bite and boom, there, go, there it goes. Now you close on another house. So you're right. It yeah. does. It, it, everything takes a while. Whatever you're going to do. I mean, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, for like that guy clawed his way up to making multi-millions and living lavishly on Long Island or uh, with all, he's in Long Island, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, a he's a little other guy. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's exactly. my hometown. Oh, really? Seinfeld, baby, yeah. Oh, yeah, Long Howard, Howard Stern grew up on my block. His parents still live there. Ooh, oh, 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 old <laughs> Howard. Dude, I never really spent a lot of time listening to Howard just because I was, you know, I was on the, I guess the ONA team, you know what I mean? I was on that yeah, side. Yeah. And like back in the day, it was all like ONA versus Howard. So it's like you either listen to Howard or you listen to ONA. And it was like, that was it. It was it's like the line was drawn. Well, look but, at uh, Rogan. People told Rogan that he was crazy going into podcasting and he just signed a freaking $100 million deal with Spotify. Yeah. And I mean, I listen to Adam Carolla a lot, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. And to hear Carolla's stories, I mean, growing up poor as hell in the Hollywood Hills and then, you know, being a carpenter in his 30s, like living with three other guys under the Hollywood sign. They bought this, rented a little house under the Hollywood sign out there and he was a carpenter. He was, <laughs> was miserable. And then one day he just went into, you know, um, I think he w- was volunteering at a radio station or, and got hooked up with Jimmy Kimmel. And the next thing yeah. you know, boom, they're on, they're on the man show. And then they've got Drew. Now he's doing Loveline and now he's doing his own podcast. And that guy's, 
you know, driving fancy car. He does racing now. He's with Jay Leno. He's got all these, all this type of money. So, yeah, I mean, that it starts, it starts by hard work and and just doing doing crap that you probably don't want to do. Uh, yeah. going to going to volunteer at that radio station for no money you know if you do that long enough maybe one day you'll meet someone or maybe you'll get a, uh, a break or a deal or whatever and who knows where it will take you but yeah if you're not going to risk yeah, it man. you're not going to you're not going to get anywhere so we'll see yeah, what happens uh, there's there's a sign on Matt Sarah's gym and it literally just says a black belt this is just a white belt who never quit that that's all it yeah. is man it's getting in and taking the reps and it's funny you just I just listened to uh Maybe it was Burt Kreischer and Bill Burr's podcast. I think it was actually. And they just yeah. told that story about um, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. And the way he found him is crazy because Jimmy Kimmel had some beef with somebody and they were going to do a celebrity boxing. And he hired Adam Carolla as his boxing trainer and was like, this guy's funny as shit. Like, you yeah. should talk to him. And that's yeah, right. actually what got him is while he was training him to box, he was making him laugh. So you just never know, man. You just never know where things are going to come from. And, you know, one day opportunity just comes around and you, you just got to capitalize on it, you know? Absolutely. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing that. It was, uh, yeah, Corolla was a boxing coach and uh, I think he went into the radio station. Was tra- I, I didn't know he was training Jimmy, but, um, man, what what just dumb luck that you know just to have that <laughs> under your and and you know Corolla getting into doing boxing coaching you know he just he wanted to do it he probably wasn't making a lot of money he liked it and then that led him to meet Jimmy Kimmel who led them to the man show that led them to love line with Dr. Drew and and everything else that Corolla has and obviously look at Jimmy Kimmel I mean Jesus that guy that guy did pretty well for himself so um yeah it's it, it's all about just grinding it out and I don't know, figuring out there. And then it comes down to time too. It's like having time like after work. And that's the hardest thing. You know, I, I was, you know, for a little bit, I was kind of deciding, you know, do I want to continue a normal, you know, nine to five, whatever, Monday through Friday job, or do you want to get into a different area? And I just, you know, I never really made, made that plunge to do something else full time. Like I never quit my job and said, I'm going to be a real estate agent. And, you know, I'm just going to suck it up for six months. And if I've got to dig into savings or a 401k, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be an agent. And, you know, the backside of my mind goes, maybe you should do that on the side, you know? And, and I, I think that might be the wrong attitude to have. That's not, not the attitude that like Bill Burr had or Jim Norton had or Patrice O'Neill had or Robert Kelly had, right? I mean, these yeah. guys just dove into it and did it. But um, that attitude too does kind of gives you a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, like a like a oh, I don't even know what you what you want to call it, but but Jim Carrey's dad I know he told um, Jim Carrey a story and he said you know if it doesn't make you happy just get out of it and do what what makes you happy and the reason he said that to to Jim was that his father had an opportunity to kind of go into a different area but he didn't want to do it because he had that little you know that little blanket of safety at this job and then he was ended up terminated from that position and. Um, you know, that was kind of Jim Carrey's advice to get out and go into comedy. He said, don't, don't just stick with the job because you have it. If you don't love it, do, do what you, what you love because that job could just go away and, and, yeah. and now you're screwed. Now, now, now you're, you're done. You got no money. So I don't know. I guess I have to quit my job and start doing stand up and touring around. I don't know, <laughs> on couches. Yeah. And then somebody's yeah. going to play this back one day and be like, look, he was on this podcast and he was talking about doing that. And then, uh, and then you got to give me backstage passes to your show when you open up for Bill Burr. Absolutely. And then, yeah, we'll just, I'll give you house deals and it'll be great. We'll just start flipping from across the country. It'll yeah. be beautiful. 
I love it, man. Cool. So uh, how, how do people find you? I know Salty Veteran Podcast. What are some other ways people can start to follow you on social media, get in contact with yep. you? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can like the page on Facebook there. I'll usually, you know, throw my, uh, throw my pages up there, but uh, it's definitely on um, iTunes, um, you know, the Apple podcast app. Uh, you can download the Podbean app. It's hosted on Podbean or you can find it on Spotify as well. So just Google the Salty Veteran Podcast. I'm out there. I got episodes out there with different veterans and different people and, it's uh, it's just been a fun uh, fun little experiment, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So, uh, I think uh, the listeners uh, are enjoying it as well. So, go check it out, Salty Veteran Podcast. And um, yeah, that that's it, Nick. I appreciate you having me on the A Game Podcast here. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll be in touch. Throw a throw a Bundy my way. We'll get him get him <laughs> an interview. <laughs> and and Amy Schumer, definitely. right? She's pregnant right now, isn't she? Or did she? I think she had, I think she had her baby. I think she just she had did. her baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Cool. Oh, awesome, good. man. Well, I look forward to hearing, uh, hearing about your success and seeing your journey along the way. I'll be following you for sure. Uh, any final thoughts for listeners? I mean, final thoughts. Uh, God, I mean, what, what, what can we say that we didn't already? We covered everything. Now, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I, you know, I just appreciate people, you know, listening in and tuning in and, and people supporting, you know, uh, what I've done with the podcast and just, you know, I'm sure the people who supported your podcast. So final thoughts, just thank, thanks to the people that, that tune in and listen and, you know, give a, give us a shot to, uh, to do something with it, you know, and, and, and have, have fun doing it. So I appreciate everyone out there is listening and I, you know, I don't know what else to definitely say. More. Thank you for your words. Beer. Thank you for your service and definitely thank you for your time, man. I, I appreciate it. And I hope you have an awesome weekend, man. Thanks. Nick. you too. Take care. John Conlon, ladies and gentlemen, the salty veteran. Have a great day, man. I get a lot of questions from people on uh, wanting to pick my brain, wanting to ask me about what I do, how do I do it, all kinds of things across the spectrum. One of the things I try and answer back with is there's a few different ways that we can work together. People can either um, participate by being a buyer, being a seller, or being a partner, and that's really the best way to learn. So if people have questions that have reached out to me, the best thing to do is jump on www.nicknicknick.com. And you can schedule a consultation if you're looking to sell properties, buy part properties, partner on some deals, or just get a general consultation to see where we can even fit in and where we can do business together on any level. There's options for that to set some stuff up. So please visit www.nicknicknick.com to buy, to sell, or to partner on real estate deals or opportunities. That is the place to go. That is the best way to start making money and learning the process.